Welcome to Smashy Business Daily. Good morning. I'm Lubna Hamdan. And I am Anika Ellis Baby. Uh, <laughs> on today's show, is it illegal in Dubai to punch your boss? Uh, <laughs> and then we reveal the apps that tell users which Israeli products and companies to boycott. Um, Egyptian billionaire Nagib Sawidis slams the government for a delay of pound devaluation. And then we take a look at the latest tech layoffs at Microsoft, eBay, TikTok, and more. Uh, and lastly, will the opening of casinos affect UAE property prices? Uh, if you're interested, stay tuned. We interview the COO of uh, property management company, Frank Porter, Anwar Nuseiba. But before uh, that, would you punch your boss? Uh, well, oh, <laughs> you're asking me that live on air? Um, <laughs> no, jokes aside, no, I would not punch my boss. I agree. Physical violence is... Uh, is not good. Yeah, not don't... Good. You, you, Annika woke up and, and chose violence. Um, <laughs> but the people at Trust Me, mm-hmm. which is this creative... Content... Agency yeah. kind of a place. Yeah. They've created this ad... Mm-hmm. Which and it starts with big bold letters right atop, right on top saying in Dubai punching your boss is illegal, and then there's a smaller script below saying unless it's in a script for an advertisement, yeah. and then an even smaller script saying let your creativity run wild, yeah. and turns out it's a job application like a like a hiring notice, mm-hmm. so they're looking for a creative thinker with a great sense of humor to turn simple words into stories that stand out. You know what? It's a brilliant ad. I love it. It's just there's one thing about it that really gets me is the comma <gasps> Yes. <laughs> is misplaced. Uh, and that's how you know it was Gen Z who did this. That's how you know. Um, but no jokes aside, it's really, really good. Um, it is. It's really smart. It's really yeah. brilliant. It's a great way to catch attention. It is. It is. And we need we need great advertising um, here in Dubai, right? We're sick of the, the same old stuff. Yes, sure. Island is doing an amazing job. Mm, um, yes. And then we've got uh, Visit Saudi is doing an amazing job. Uh, the recent one they yeah. did with Messi. The Messi ad. I love that ad so much. That was brilliant. It was literally him breaking stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. Quite literally smashing yeah. into them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And... The, sorry, just no, the last on. the last bit of that ad where he goes on like women can't do much, yeah. and I was just like, if this man kicks the ball, this ad it's gonna ruin the ad for yeah. me. But then this little girl comes running out of nowhere and kicks yeah. the ball instead. I think I really appreciated that. I think Saudi is is just doing so many impressive things at the moment. Uh, really, it was a really cool indeed. Ad. Um, right, uh, you were mentioning something about a, a study. Um, I was so. In order not to punch your boss, I guess you need to take more vacations and, and, and uh, relieve some stress. Um, but interestingly, a recent report shows that... You if- can... Uh, it, well, it's not a recent report. It's been an ongoing study mm-hmm. that talks about how planning your vacations, just even planning your vacation, instead of like and taking your vacations for sure, but planning your vacations itself, it gives you such a productivity boost Uh, I remember even Harvard Business Review covered this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it just makes people much more relaxed because you know you have something to look forward to. I think not just that. I think you want to finish all the work you have before you go on vacation. For sure. So that anything too. that you've been procrastinating because you don't want to be bothered yep. uh, on vacation for work. Uh, I'm supposed to go on vacation on Feb, mm-hmm. in Feb, mm-hmm. Feb like second week. So yeah, you best bet I am on like this train of like, okay, let me just like... Whip everything out because yeah. in two weeks I am out. Yeah, and it's exciting. It is exciting. It is exciting. Um, I remember the. I don't know if I should share the story, but um, 
I I used to be a workaholic at some point. Uh, I had Mention. no life. I'm I'm, I'm I've I've changed. As I'm, I'm to, proud of myself. Yeah. Um, so I remember okay. once I I was flying uh, on vacation, but I hadn't uh, finished the cover story because mm. uh, I had just done it like two days earlier. And uh, I was on the plane. There was a lot of turbulence. I was just finishing up, you know, uh, last tweaks of the cover story for a pre previous publication I used to work at. And there was a lot of turbulence. And the only thing I was thinking is, Please God, let me finish the story before we crash. Because if we oh my God. if we crash and I don't send it, they're not going to have anything to put on the cover, and then we're going to have a really bad cover. And Girl. I just can't. I just can't let that happen. I was editor at the time. Um, oh my God, so, that is some next level commitment. Yeah, yeah, and then I went to a psychiatrist once, and he said, "Lubna, how do I phrase this politely? You need to get a life." Um, so that's yeah. that's what I've done. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I've done. Um, right, <laughs> let's move on to our stories. Um, our most uh, read story, actually, uh, and it's getting so many interactions, is um, uh, the apps that tell users which Israeli products and companies to boycott. So uh, just a disclaimer, this is not a call to action. Um, we're just reporting on, on the, the apps that allow you to locate those products and companies that do support the Israeli occupation yeah. of Palestine. You choose what uh, suits your intentions. You choose. We just tell you. But, um, but so Sahwa is one of the apps. Um, it's user-friendly on Android and iOS. So it allows you to identify and boycott products and companies supporting the Israeli occupation while promoting alternatives in support of the Palestinian cause. There's also Al Badil and My Cause Boycott, which offer similar services and features. Now, having said that, there is a lot of misinformation out there. So do do your own research because uh, these apps also rely on barcodes, uh, which don't necessarily accurately reflect a company's um, political stance. So yep. please do your own research. It's not that hard to find information. Um, There's also another app, by the way. It's not an app. It's a website. Yeah. It's called Bidnash. Bidnash. Okay. So I did check out Bidnash. Bidnash in a Palestinian dialect means we don't want. Mm. Um, and it, it seems great. I'm not sure exactly how it works because you basically type in the name of a company. Yeah. But then I typed in several companies and uh, I typed in Ben & Jerry's, which Ben & Jerry's has been very um, pro-Palestinian in their, in their Recently, uh, yeah. uh, stance, uh, etc. Although um, it's like... And it said that it does support the Israeli occupation. So I don't know if it's But that's probably updated. because they. I remember they did have a branch in Israel. They did, but they shut down their branch they shut it in down the recently, yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a couple years back. It was a couple years back. Oh. And uh, so, yeah, maybe it just needs to be updated. I don't Perhaps. know. Perhaps, um, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, the, the interesting thing is, is not these apps. The interesting thing is that it is the most read story. Mm. Um, you know, people are really, uh, they've changed their perspective towards everything from Western movies, Western songs, Western products. It's no longer, you, you know, I've been talking to friends, and because of what's happening in Palestine, when you watch a movie, you have to double check if this actor <laughs> supports Israel or not. Uh, for sure, yeah. For, for a lot I of mean, Arabs. Stranger Things has just lost a lot of viewership. Right. Um, right. I think just in general, this is uh, effectively us decolonizing. Yeah. Again, I mean, I know that there is a colonial hangover where you're still so reliant on the West and what the West gives you. Yeah. But. You know, by choosing things for yourself, choosing local homegrown brands, especially in the Middle East. We have so many amazing brands, Al Rawabi, Al Marai, all of these brands which are so good. And Kuwait, this KDD, the best exactly. chocolate milk. 
yeah. but uh, yeah it's like you have all these brands and uh, we're essentially decolonizing and like putting our money where we want it to be you know what that's a great point that this is a business show we don't want to talk too too much politics but um, it is interesting because I do kind of see something similar happening whereby uh, you know in Russia for example when Starbucks shut mm. down McDonald's shut down they bought the assets they turned it into stars coffee it's doing really well it's it always is. packed McDonald's is a touch of I think and um, yeah it's doing great so I think this is the opportunity right now for all the startups and the homegrown brands and the local brands you know, the, uh, this time is, is for you guys um, to, to, to bank on, on this. Uh, sure. And I say that in the best way possible because why not? Yeah, well, of course. Why not? Um, right. Uh, Egyptian billionaire Nagib Sawiris uh, has slammed the Egyptian government for their delay in devaluing the pound. Um, he's known for his controversial views. <laughs> he's quite the character. Having met him, I can, uh, I can say that confidently. He is... Yeah, he's, he's larger than life, he's cranky, he's, he's getting older, he doesn't like the fact that he's getting older. Um, I do have an interesting story about him. Uh, he's dead. But, uh, but he said on X that the delay will result in a disaster, um, adding that Egypt in a, is in a very critical situation. Um, and he warned uh, that the worsening economic conditions um, will increase. Uh, if we don't remedy, uh, if, if, if they don't... Um, go ahead and um, uh, and uh, devalue the pound. So he said on Twitter, uh, the correct thing is to start from the black market price and it will decrease gradually uh, after there is an offer. Everyone who has it will agree to it, selling through official channels if the two prices are equal. Uh, his post received mixed reactions, mm. uh, as always, uh, sparking a debate uh, among his followers about the, about his suggestions for the, the, the Egyptian economy. People always kind of like to, to attack him. Now, Egypt had previously obviously secured a $3 billion IMF uh, rescue package, um, but further financial support um, is contingent on the country implementing more flexible exchange rates and, and other reforms, and that, you know, that includes the, the, the devaluation of the pound. Um, I'm going to tell a story which is, I think, more interesting than this one about, about <laughs> okay. Nagib Sawiris. So um, I, I had an interview with him a couple of years back, which he didn't know about. Um, so I basically, meaning, um, I flew down to Egypt. I found out he was going to be at a concert. Oh. I flew to Egypt. I didn't have an interview. Uh, I was hoping to just stalk just him at him. the concert and get one. Uh, and I did. I did. Wow. Yeah. I mean, when there's a will, there is a way, a way, even if that way is <laughs> stalking someone. And ambushing uh, them at a concert. It was a Amri Diab concert, Annika. Aww. I had a blast, and I you, got an interview. That was a win-win situation for With you. one stone. I mean, uh, it was lovely. a win. It was a win for me that day. Um, so what anyway, do you say? What's... I just, I just uh, walked up to him after finding him in the crowd, and uh, he was wearing his usual, he's, uh, he's famous for wearing this Mickey Mouse um, t-shirt. I don't know why, but he's obsessed with it. He's always seen with it. And I was like, I uh, really like your t-shirt. Um, I flew, I'm a journalist, I flew in from Dubai hoping to get an interview with you. I'm, I literally had to stalk I'm you I'm sure here. that caught his interest. Uh, he started laughing. He said, you know what, tomorrow morning, meet me like by the pier. And uh, oh. yeah, we met up with him. Uh, a couple of PRs were there, etc. But <laughs> the most interesting part is that he 
he was really cranky that morning and I asked him why he was in a bad mood. He said, besides the fact that I'm getting old, this woman just reminded me of how old I'm getting. He's like, <laughs> he's like, she, she was about in, in her 30s and uh, I asked her out uh, on a date and she said, she started laughing and she said, you're too old for me. Aww. And then I looked at her and I said, me, I'm too old? And then he, yeah. Uh, anyway, to make matters worse, I published that conversation. Uh, like as, you're doing right now? As an intro. <laughs> yeah. As an, so, I mean, it's too late. It's already out there. I published that uh, as part of the cover story that we ran on him. Mm-hmm. And he got so upset. <laughs> he was like, that was a private conversation. I was like, but it wasn't, Nagib, because we had already started the interview and I was recording. Um, anyway, I just thought it was. That's, you know I what? I funny. like that because you're giving this man who ideally you would just see as a businessman so much personality. Yeah. Like this this Mickey Mouse t-shirt loving old midlife crisis having businessman. Like, yeah. yes, normalize that. Yeah. Businessmen go through stuff like that too. Yeah. Midlife crisis. Oh my gosh. We're just, ugh. Speaking We're of We're not doing Nagib any favors right now. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, tech layoffs. So many of them crisis right there at the moment, uh, 100% a crisis. Um, so we're seeing more and more major tech players like Microsoft, eBay, TikTok. They're implementing a lot of staff reductions. Um, it's a trend right now in the industry. Uh, you know, the cushioned tech job is is gone. Mm. Um, over 82 tech companies have already laid off to 23,670 workers. Uh, in 2023. Uh, some of those include Google at 1,000 workers, Microsoft at 9% of its gaming division, which is 1,900 staff, eBay uh, also 9% at 1,000 staff, Twitch 35% of staff, uh, which amounts to 500 employees, TikTok 60 staff, Discord 17% of staff, and we're expecting more cuts yet to come. You know what? And it's even sadder when you club this with, uh, because there are layoffs in other industries too, like yeah. the journalism industry, for example. Washington Post just the other day laid off like 115 journalists. Yeah. Uh, Washington Post, LA Times, yeah. and just Time in general, they're all um, firing people. Absolutely. And it says, uh, so this was covered, it's being covered very actively by this online multimedia journalist, Taylor Lawrence. Yeah. who wrote her book recently, Extremely Online. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, as in, she talks about how, you know, these companies are all all owned by billionaires who run these things, but they're unable to keep it floating. Twitter, for example. Yeah, Elon sure, Musk. sure. Elon Musk, I think, is, is trying to focus on Twitter. Uh, and, you know, Tesla is, is feeling uh, the the the. the burn of that a little bit. Mm. I think people are, have been talking about that. So, you know, at least Elon Musk is trying uh, with with Twitter, I think. We can give him benefit of doubt. Uh, because Let's give him the benefit of the doubt because I, I yeah, I do like him more than more than Jack. Yeah. That so uh, probably because Jack uh, shadow me on Twitter. So, yeah. Oof. Uh, anywho, <laughs> uh, next up, uh, will the opening of casinos affect UAE property prices? Um, but Asl Khaimah is already doing uh, really well. Uh, people are looking forward to the opening of casinos. Uh, there's more and more business opportunities um, over there. Uh, and yeah, it's shout out to Asl Khaimah. It's my hometown. It's where I, I was born. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. There lovely. was nothing but scorpions and snakes in the backyard. And 
That yeah. is still what I imagine of Rasa Kam and Jabal Jais. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it, it doesn't look like that right now at all. No, that's it's, uh, it's booming. It's booming. Yeah. I think this year is going to be a really exciting year for, for Ras Al Khaimah. So I'm stay sure. tuned. We speak to the COO of uh, property management company, Frank Porter. His name is Anwar Musayba. Uh, and it was absolutely brilliant. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to Spashi TV uh, to watch the full show uh, on video. Uh, and then also uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and Rami, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and see you tomorrow. See ya. Frank Porter. Okay, uh, will the opening of casinos affect UAE property prices? Uh, we talk about that and more with Anwar Nusaiba, the COO of Frank Porter. Sure. Welcome, Hi. Anwar. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for, for waiting. I know I made you wait, but no I always say, at all. I really like your offices. They're yeah? very nice. Cool, yeah. cool. I always like to use the line uh, late but worth the wait. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> we'll find out after the interview. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, so, right, Anwar, tell us um, we're expected to see a casino opening uh, in Ras Al Khaimah. Everyone is, is excited about it. Some people are not that happy about it, but it is happening. Um, how is that going to affect um, short term rentals, um, rent uh, prices, property prices? Look, uh, I think it is going to have a, a massive effect on holiday home, the holiday home industries, on tourism, for example, especially from Asia. Uh, it's adding another facet to the Dubai uh, tourism industry. Um, you know, you can expect, you know, we're already seeing all the developments that are going on in Ras Al Khaimah, new properties coming out uh, from Abu Dhabi developers to Dubai developers looking at Ras Al Khaimah with big intent. Uh, so you can expect tourism to be affected, you can expect prices to be affected, uh, you know, it is, it is a bit of a game changer basically uh, for, for the region to have, to have casinos. Uh, so we're pretty excited, uh, you know, Dubai has a lot of offerings, um, you know, whether it be shopping, whether it be the beach, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, so seeing this come into play is, is, is going to be massive for, for, for the GCC, definitely. Can you tell us a little bit about your expectations for price increases? Any any idea about percentages? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Look, so I mean, definitely, uh, you know, as as you you might be aware, uh, you see in Palm Island, for example, prices have already gone up. Uh, you know, should this casino eventually come to to Dubai, then then definitely you'll see prices move up. In Ras Al Khaimah, you know, you have one bedroom apartments going for three million dirhams already, three to four million dirhams. So, I mean, this is already showing you the um, excitement there is for having a property there because, you know, if you're coming to, to, to use these casinos, you're definitely going to want to stay in a holiday home next to the casino rather than maybe in the hotel where it's too pricey, you're a tourist, you want to enjoy it. Um, so, you know, it, it is, it is going to jump up already more so than where we are already in, in the industry. Right. 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 Uh, you know what? I, I was born in Ras Al Khaimah, okay. actually, and I'm, I'm quite excited for that yeah. Emirate because, yeah, uh, yeah I think it's going to be really interesting to watch it 
Well, I know. I mean, Rasul Khaim is just, it's, it's been developing for, for a long time. Uh, uh, you know, I was told that in 1970, there was a casino that opened back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, apparently it, it shut down. But now, you know, 40 years later, 40, 50 years later, it's, it's coming back. So I think there's, you know, seeing the kind of development that's going on at Rasul Khaim is really exciting mm-hmm. for, for what we're going to be seeing because it's just going to feed on to... you know, restaurants and retail and all the different ancillary services that are connected with it. So, absolutely. And, uh, and it's such a beautiful Emirates as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's quite exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the gro- let's talk about the growth of, of Airbnb and holiday homes yeah. in Dubai. Uh, when it first started out, it was, you know, a little bit too expensive. Uh, there weren't that many offerings. Uh, and then slowly but surely people started, you know, becoming more interested in renting their Uh, their homes, whether it be it investors or people who you know were living in between cities, or uh, how how have you seen the growth and what are the opportunities? What are the challenges uh, looking forward? It's been massive. I mean, I think about it two years ago there was around 19,000 listings in Dubai. That's now jumped up to 25,000 listings in Abu Dhabi, where the holiday home license just came out about a year and a half ago, two years ago. There's already 1,500 listings. So I mean, it's. I think the first part of it was for the society to sort of accept it as a means of accommodation of where to stay, right? And slowly, slowly, people are realizing, oh my God, this is, for example, so much better than you know me and my family renting out five hotel rooms. Here, let's just rent out a villa that has a kitchen where we all can be together. Um, you know, and it's it's uh, in terms of price, it's 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 more flexible, easier, et cetera, than 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 in a hotel. So. We've just seen an absolute boom. And as Frank Porter, we've just been growing and growing. We're now over 700 properties that we manage in Dubai. We've expanded into Abu Dhabi. We're working with developers, with brokers, et cetera. Uh, so you're seeing this uh, as part of the region that the holiday home industry is becoming part of the ecosystem and people are comfortable using it. You know, and especially now, for example, if I can give you an example, we have a lot of owners saying, you know, thank God we're with you guys because I've just got a price to sell my property at. If I had a long-term tenant inside there, it would have been impossible for me to remove him, et cetera, so I could sell my property. I could use my property if I need to, which mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, very helpful. Uh, I do that when I go to Abu Dhabi rather than stay in a hotel. I have my property on Frank Porter. I can just book it, and, and that's it. My family and I can, can stay there. Uh, so there, there's a lot of positives that is coming out of it, and you're seeing it expand across the region. So now Saudi Arabia, for example, has allowed for holiday homes, and that's uh, picking up. There's around 9,000 listings over there. So it, it's here to stay. That's, that's mm-hmm. what my, the, my point I wanted to make, um, and, and for, for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. you know, um, culturally sure. and, and, and in terms of place to stay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it does make sense to stay in an Airbnb in Dubai. Like if I were to go to another city that isn't as safe as Dubai, perhaps I would, you know, having been right. born and raised here, I do need that security when I travel abroad. Correct. Uh, but yeah. in Dubai, you do have that safety and that security, right? Um, yeah, 100%. And a lot of these buildings have all the amenities you need, right? Mm-hmm. So they've got your pools, they've got your gym if you need to, they've got your grocery store next door. You know how it is over here. We order things by Deliveroo to our apartments. So, you know, do we really need room service, et cetera, if we have this True. at the tip of our, 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 our fingers, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, Gosh. yeah. We're just spoiled here. I know, UAE, literally. And, uh, and yeah. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. I, I, was, I was talking to, uh, about this with, uh, with a friend earlier. Um, 
Airbnb versus actual or, or holiday homes versus actual actually paying rent. Mm-hmm. Um, is it cheaper? Just out of curiosity, um, is it cheaper to to rent an Airbnb, Airbnb than to pay rent in Dubai right now because the rents are so have high. gone up so much? Well, look, I, I guess it depends on where you choose, right? So, I, you know, I, I know a few properties in JLT where it would make sense to just go holiday home it uh, for that period. And, and JLT is a, a very interesting area because you've got the metro there and it's close to the marina. So, um, so it would it would really depend where it is. Like mm. if you're in downtown Dubai, you're going to have some high, you know, holiday home prices. Uh, you know, your ANRs are pretty high over there because you're Burj Khalifa, you're in a... prime location so again it's a question of depends where where you want to set shop but there are some great deals out there that yeah i mean potentially you can uh, book for a six month period uh through one of the holiday homes and yeah. get a better price than than what you're currently paying yeah it's a long-term I mean, rent yeah that, that i just find that really interesting because because of the way that you know the, where the prices are headed yeah um and i guess that would be my my next question for you yeah um You know, considering where the market is is heading, uh, we're not expecting any price, you know, uh, drops at the moment. Uh, what is your advice for uh, for property owners? Uh, look, I again, I, I think there are some very good deals to be had, right? Uh, always when looking at yields and when looking at capital appreciation, it's what you buy the, the property for. And there are some incredible developments happening, for example, Maidan, Barsha, the creek, Dubai Creek. Uh, where these are up-and-coming areas that, uh, you know, if you're looking for it in terms of an investment, uh, it, it can make sense. Even in JLT right now, we still see some, some uh, you know, good prices. Um, you know, at the same time, you want to look at, uh, you know, distress selling, for example, you know, uh, people who weren't able to pay their, their, their mortgage or whatever or moving back to their countries. So you, you have to be on the lookout. You have to work with good brokers uh, and you need to study it much better to find out what is the right property to go for, right? Uh, right. If you're looking at it as from an investment side, uh, per se, right? Absolutely. What about people who are still, let's say, worried of, uh, you know, renting out their uh, their homes or their, their properties? Through holiday homes, you mean? Yeah. Wor- worried about it? Yeah. Well, look, I, I think the industry itself has become... quite professional. Us as Frank Porter, you know, we have 140 employees, we have our own cleaning company, our own maintenance company. Uh, you know, one of the benefits of going short term with us is that you have constant people coming in, checking the property, cleaning it, making sure it's it's maintained, etc. Uh, so the industry itself has become a lot more systematic, it has become a lot more efficient. Uh, the quality over here is ex- way higher than, for example, I'm not sure if you've ever rented in, in Europe, in Airbnb or in America. I, I, I have, have. I have in, in Paris, yeah. It, and I was, uh, in Paris. I was shocked. Exactly. I mean, compared, yeah. you know, we, we were at a, a DET conference and, you know, what the head of DET was telling us was that the standards here in Dubai are like 20, 30% higher than anywhere. And I, I see it, you know, we, we've experienced it ourselves yeah. because over there, a holiday home is just you're renting an apartment. Over here, it's, you're, it's as if you're renting a, a hotel room, right? Yeah. You come in, the, the blankets are put correctly, the, the bed's done correctly, the, 
the, the, the house is immaculate, you know. Um, it's a different ball game. It's a different ball game, and that's just a cultural thing as, as Arabs as well. You know, we want to have, um, you know, our properties in, in prime condition before we go and stay in yeah. it. And, and in Europe and America, it's a different sort of cultural yeah. understanding of what an Airbnb is. What hygiene is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> say it how that, it is. But, yeah. Let's just say it how it is. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but so would you say... Don't walk, run, and buy a property in Ras Al Khaimah. Look, of the I, 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 well. I always say this. I mean, do your due diligence. At the end of the day, you're putting down your money. You need to do your due diligence. You need to weigh between capital appreciation and yield, right? Yeah. And and try to find the right property that you know that that works, that has connectivity in terms of infrastructure, that is close to whatever the tourist attraction is around it. All of this kind of stuff. Um, you know, weighs in so that you ensure that you're making, you know, your 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 money out of it. So yeah, yeah, I'd say do your due diligence. That's that would be my advice. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us my today. Pleasure. And what, Likewise. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Likewise. And uh, and you got me thinking about buying property. Good. Yeah. I'm now glad now I, did I just that. need to find the money. All right. For that. <laughs> Somewhere. Smash your TV. Saving. Yeah. <laughs> saving. I'm gonna start saving. Good idea. <laughs> pleasure. Yeah. Okay, uh, will the opening of casinos affect UAE property prices? Uh, we talk about that and more with Anwar Nusaiba, the COO of Frank Porter. Correct. Welcome, Hi. Anwar. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for, for waiting. I know I made you wait, but no I always say... No all. I really like your offices. They're very yeah? nice. Cool, yeah, cool, cool. I always like to use the line, uh, late but worth the wait. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we'll find out after the interview. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Um, so, right, Anwar, tell us, um, we're expected to see a casino opening uh, in Ras Al Khaimah. Everyone is, is excited about it. Some people are not that happy about it, but it is happening. Um, how is that going to affect um, short-term rentals, um, rent uh, prices, property prices? Look, uh, I think it is going to have a, a massive effect on holiday home, the holiday home industries, on tourism, for example, especially from Asia. Uh, it's adding another facet to the Dubai uh, tourism industry. Um, you know, you can expect, you know, we're already seeing all the developments that are going on in Ras Al Khaimah, new properties coming out uh, from Abu Dhabi developers to Dubai developers looking at Ras Al Khaimah with big intent. Uh, so you can expect tourism to be affected, you can expect prices to be affected. Uh, you know, it is, it is a bit of a game changer basically uh, for, for the region to have, to have casinos. Uh, so we're pretty excited. Uh, you know, Dubai has a lot of offerings. Um, you know, whether it be shopping, whether it be the beach, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, so seeing this come into play is is, is going to be massive for 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 the GCC, definitely. Can you tell us a little bit about your expectations for price increases? Any any idea about percentages? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Look, so I mean, definitely. Uh, you know, as as you you might be aware, uh, you see in Palm Island, for example, prices have already gone up. Uh, you know, should this casino eventually come to to Dubai, then then definitely you'll see prices move up. And Ras Al Khaimah 
you know, you have one bedroom apartments going for three million dirhams already, three to four million dirhams. So, I mean, this is already showing you the um, excitement there is for having a property there because, you know, if you're coming to, to, to use these casinos, you're definitely going to want to stay in a holiday home next to the casino rather than maybe in the hotel where it's too pricey, you're a tourist, you want to enjoy it. Um, so, you know, it, it is, it is going to jump up already more so than where we are already in, in the industry. Right. 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 Uh, you know what? I, I was born in Ras al-Khaimah, okay. actually, and I'm, I'm quite excited for that yeah. Emirates because, yeah, uh, yeah I think it's going to be really interesting to watch it. Well, I know. I mean, Ras al-Khaimah is just, it's, it's been developing for, for a long time. Uh, uh, you know, I was told that in 1970 there was a casino that opened back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, apparently it, it shut down, but now, you know, 40 years later, 40, 50 years later, it's, it's coming back. So I think there's, you know, seeing the kind of development that's going on at Ras al-Khaimah is really exciting mm -hmm. for, for what we're going to be seeing because it's just going to feed on to, you know, restaurants and retail and all the different ancillary services that are connected with it. So, Absolutely. And, yeah. and it's such a beautiful Emirates as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's quite exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, so the let's talk about the growth of, of Airbnb and holiday homes in yeah. Dubai. Uh, when it first started out, it was, you know, a little bit too expensive. Uh, there weren't that many offerings, uh, and then slowly but surely, people started, you know, becoming more interested in renting their uh, their homes, whether it be it investors or people who, you know, were living in between cities. Or uh, how how have you seen the growth, and what are the opportunities? What are the challenges uh, looking forward? It's been massive. I mean, I think about it two years ago, there was around 19,000 listings in Dubai. That's now jumped up to 25,000 listings. In Abu Dhabi, where the holiday home license just came out about a year and a half ago, two years ago, there's already 1,500 listings. So, I mean, it's. I, I think the first part of it was for the society to sort of accept it as a means of accommodation of where to stay, right? And slowly, slowly, people are realizing, oh my God, this is... For example, so much better than you know me and my family renting out five hotel rooms here. Let's just rent out a villa that has a kitchen where we all can be together, um, you know. And it's it's uh, in terms of price, it's 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 more flexible, easier, etc. Than 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 in a hotel. So we've just seen an absolute boom. And as Frank Porter, we've just been growing and growing. We're now over 700 properties that we manage in Dubai. We've expanded into Abu Dhabi. We're working with developers, with brokers, etc. Uh, so you're seeing this uh, as part of the region that the holiday home industry is becoming part of the ecosystem and people are comfortable using it, you know, and especially now, for example, if I can give you an example, we have a lot of owners saying, you know, thank God we're with you guys because I've just got a price to sell my property at. If I had a long term tenant inside there, it would have been impossible for me to remove him, etc. So I could sell my property. I could use my property if I need to, which mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, very helpful. Uh, I do that when I go to Abu Dhabi rather than stay in a hotel. I have my property on Frank Porter. I can just book it and, and that's it. My family and I can, can stay there. Uh, so there, there's a lot of positives that is coming out of it and you're seeing it expand across the region. So now Saudi Arabia, for example, has allowed for holiday homes and that's uh, picking up. There's around 9,000 listings over there. So it, it's here to stay. That's, that's mm -hmm. what my, the, my point I wanted to make um, and, and for, for obvious reasons, mm -hmm. you know. Um, culturally sure. and, and, and in terms of place to stay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it does make sense to stay in an Airbnb in Dubai. Like if I were to go to another city that isn't as safe as Dubai, 
perhaps I would, you know, having right. been born and raised here, I do need that security when I travel abroad. Cor uh, correct. But yeah. in Dubai, you do have that safety and that security, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. And a lot of these buildings have all the amenities you need, right? Mm. So they've got your pools, they've got your gym if you need to, they've got your grocery store next door. You know how it is over here. We order things by Deliveroo to our apartments. So, you know, do we really need room service, et cetera, if we have this True. at the tip of our, 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 our fingers, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, Gosh. yeah. We're just spoiled here. In I the know, UAE, literally, and, uh, and yeah. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, I, I was I was talking to uh, about this with uh, with a friend earlier. Um, Airbnb versus actual or, or holiday homes versus actual actually paying rent. Mm -hmm. um, is it cheaper? Just out of curiosity, um, is it cheaper to to rent an Airbnb, Airbnb than to pay rent in Dubai right now because the rents are so have high. gone up so much. Well, look, I, I guess it depends on where you choose, right? So, I, you know, I, I know a few properties in JLT where it would make sense to just go holiday home it uh, for that period. And, and JLT is a, a very interesting area because you've got the metro there and it's close to the marina. So, um, so it would it would really depend where it is. Like, mm. if you're in downtown Dubai, you're going to have some high, you know, holiday home prices. Uh, you know, your ANRs are pretty high over there because you're Burj Khalifa. You're in a prime location so again it's a question of depends where where you want to set shop but there are some great deals out there that yeah i mean potentially you can uh, book for a six month period uh through one of the holiday homes and yeah. get a better price than than what you're currently paying yeah it's a long-term I mean, rent yeah that, that i just find that really interesting because because of the way that you know the, where the prices are headed yeah um and i guess that would be my my next question for you yeah um You know, considering where the market is is heading, uh, we're not expecting any price, you know, uh, drops at the moment. Uh, what is your advice for uh, for property owners? Uh, look, I again, I, I think there are some very good deals to be had, right? Uh, always, when looking at yields and when looking at capital appreciation, it's what you buy the the property for. And there are some incredible developments happening. For example, Medan, Barsha, the Creek, Dubai Creek. Uh, where these are up-and-coming areas that, uh, you know, if you're looking for it in terms of an investment, uh, it, it can make sense. Even in JLT right now, we still see some, some uh, you know, good prices. Um, you know, at the same time, you want to look at, uh, you know, distress selling, for example, you know, uh, people who weren't able to pay their, their, their mortgage or whatever or moving back to their countries. So you, you have to be on the lookout. You have to work with good brokers uh, and you need to study it much better to find out what is the right property to go for, right? Uh, right. If you're looking at it as from an investment side, uh, per se. Right? Absolutely. What about people who are still, let's say, worry of, uh, you know, renting out their Uh, their homes or their their properties through holiday homes. You mean? Yeah. Wor worried about it? Yeah. Well, look, I, I think the industry itself has become quite professional. Us as Frank Porter, you know, we have 140 employees. We have our own cleaning company, our own maintenance company. Uh, you know, one of the benefits of going short term with us is that you have constant people coming in, checking the property, cleaning it, making sure it's it's maintained, etc. Uh, so the industry itself has become a lot more systematic. It has become a lot more efficient. Uh, the quality over here is way higher than, for example, I'm not sure if you've ever rented in, in Europe, in Airbnb, or in America. I, I, I have, have. I have in, in Paris. Yeah, it, and I was in uh, Paris. I was shocked. Exactly. I mean, compared, yeah. you know, we we were at a, a DET conference, 
And you know, what the head of DET was telling us was that the standards here in Dubai are like 20, 30% higher than anywhere. And I, I see it, you know, we, we've experienced it ourselves yeah. because over there, a holiday home is just you're renting an apartment. Over here, it's, you're, it's as if you're renting a, a hotel room, right? Yeah. You come in, the, the blankets are put correctly, the, the bed's done correctly, the, 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 the house is immaculate, you know. Um, it's a different ball game. It's a different ball game, and that's just a cultural thing as, as Arabs as well. You know, we want to have, um, you know, our properties in, in prime condition before we go and stay in yeah. it. And, and in Europe and America, it's a different sort of cultural yeah. understanding of what an Airbnb is. What hygiene is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> say it how say it that, is. Yeah. Let's just say it how it is. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but so would you say... Don't walk, run, and buy a property in Ras Al Khaimah. Look, of the I, casinos I, I, well. I always say this. I mean, do your due diligence. At the end of the day, you're putting down your money. You need to do your due diligence. You need to weigh between capital appreciation and yield, right? Yeah. And and try to find the right property that you know that that works, that has connectivity in terms of infrastructure, that is close to whatever the tourist attraction is around it. All of this kind of stuff. Um, you know, weighs in so that you ensure that you're making, you know, your, your, your money out of it. So, yeah, I'd yeah. say do your due diligence. That's, that would be my advice. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us my today. My pleasure. Anwar. Likewise. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Likewise. And, uh, and you got me thinking about buying property. Good. Yeah. I'm now, glad now I Now I just that. need to find the money. All right. That. <laughs> Somewhere. Smash your TV. Saving. Yeah. <laughs> saving. I'm going to start saving. Good idea. <laughs> pleasure.